You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. everybody welcome back to another episode of independent waters i'm your host becky manfredi and with me as always is the other host of this show zach batista zach how are you doing my man i'm doing pretty good it's nice out today a little cold but not too bad i'm on a nice run <laughs> made myself a pork roll i'm pretty happy right now at least there's no wasps out right <sighs> <laughs> thank fucking god there's no wasps out before l- l- bastards b- I-, I just want to get into this real quick before we start before we start the show before we sure. started recording, me and Zach had a very, a very interesting conversation about why wasps are the absolute worst. Fucking absolute scourge of the planet. Right? Like, why do they, like, why did, 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 did wasps evolve just to be like, hey, fuck everybody else? I don't, I don't know what wasps provide to anyone. Like, they sting everyone that gets in their way. They just, they're just assholes to everything. Like, like. Do wasps like honest... also pollinate like bees do, or do they just like just oh. go around stinging things? <laughs> let's look up and let's see. I'm gonna look this up right now. I need to know if wasps have like a purpose on Earth, or if their purpose is to just. I'm be reading dickheads. it now. I'm... The, the, it's, it's a very obvious purpose. So when you think about it, you don't really think wasps are here because they kill things that have like insects that eat our crops and carry diseases. Basically, they're assholes to other insects, and they also so, pollinate. Apparently, so wasps are just assholes to everything. They are the necessary asshole in the world. They're the necessary asshole. God, but yeah, dude, I, I I talked about this before we started recording, so I'll say it in briefly. For the longest time, I thought bees and wasps were the same thing when I was a kid. So, like, whenever I saw a bee, like a bumblebee, when I shouldn't have really been afraid of it, I got so scared of it, I would just run away from it. And, like, once or twice, I think I recall, I stomped on a bumblebee and a wasp in, like, closest days back in the summer when bee- bumblebees weren't going extinct. I really hope that gets fixed, hopefully. Save it. Zach, and then, Zach went from kill the bees to save the bees. What, yeah, because... The character development is so real. Dude, it was like... I remember one day I was looking it up, and I realized, it's like, oh, I saw, like, it was like a Reddit post, Zach. where they were like, bees are bros, wasps are assholes, and I looked, and I was like, motherfuckers bees have been making bros. me hating bees for the longest time. I was, Zach I was like, you piece of shit. Zach Batista shoots hard on bees. <laughs> But yeah, the moral, the end of the story is that I basically now bees are bros, and I don't mind them when they're close to me. But if I ever see a wasp anywhere close to me, I'm like, you either if you stand still, I'm killing your ass. I don't care. Zach, I want you to picture that you are like five steps away from a wasp that's just chilling on the ground, <sighs> and I need you to cut a wrestling promo on this wasp right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me see. All right. You know, 
They say that everyone's an asshole in the world, and it's not, it's not really needed. You, though, my friend, are the unnecessary asshole of this world. You yellow jacket-looking-ass motherfucker. I'ma stomp your ass into the ground harder than, any, than your approval rating in the world will ever be. And I'm gonna avenge all the bees that have been mistaken for you, you jive-ass motherfucker. <laughs> I'm gonna avenge all the bees that have been mistaken for you. Oh, that was, I, that I, was wonderful. That, I channeled my inner rock there because I'm like, if I could be anyone, I'd, I would be the rock for a promo because his promos are fantastic. That was wonderful. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that wasp is trembling in its boots. Anyway, don't worry, it'll sting me right after I finish. <laughs> Speaking of wrestling, let's get into some. Uh, Zach, I believe you went first last week on our that is correct on our show, so I will kick us off this week with my first match from. Hurricane Pro on the title match wrestling network. We have Ooh. Deanna Perrazzo taking right. on Miranda. Uh, I think they pronounced it Alize. 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 Right. Yeah. Well, uh, I know the virtuosa. I don't of know course. Who... Uh, so this match is very good. <laughs> um, it, it's very, it's a very big clash of styles, which I really loved. It's like Deanna Perrazzo. We know that she's like a submission artist. She's very technical. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of groundwork. Miranda Alize is very lucha, very fast. Uh, lots of reversals, a lot, lot of counters, and a lot of very quick sequences, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a really great clash of styles watching these two try to get like their movesets off on each other because they both don't want that. Like... Like they mm. like they want completely opposite things in this match, right? Like Gotcha. Deanna wants to slow this down and take it to the ground and really grind it out. And Miranda's like, No, we're doing this quick and I'm gonna win this match fast <laughs> with a flurry of offense. Nice. So uh these two in the beginning go f- like when when I was talking about the counters, it's like mm-hmm. Deanna takes them to the ground, tries to get uh, Ali Zayn a submission hold, but she reverses it, gets her into her own, and then Deanna reverses it again, and they just they just go back and forth between submissions, and they finally end up like breaking up their holds, and they start running through secrets on the ropes where they go from pin attempt to pin attempt to pin attempt, back and forth, mm-hmm. back and forth, back and forth. It's, nice. And it's very it's a very t- at at first it starts off very much I feel like it it's a very good mix of Deanna's style and Miranda's style because it's. Like technical wrestling, but it's like fast paced technical wrestling with a lot of reversals, gotcha. and a lot of counters, and a lot of reverse holds, and it it's very cool because it, it it was a very great way to show them to show off that they're both very good at wrestling. They're both good at what they do, and they're both solid in solid uh, whether it comes to submissions or like going quick. Yeah, I I mean it sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it, and. For a while, Deanna does end up getting her way and just taking it to the ground, you know, wearing her down, getting her in headlocks, like some some leg locks, stuff like that. But uh, mm-hmm. Miranda does pick up the pace, uh, ends up trying, ends up almost getting into his secrets, but Deanna just shuts it down immediately with like just just like a big clothesline. Like it was, it was, it was like, oh, she's getting, oh, she's she's picking it up, and Deanna just goes, nope, oh. <laughs> Stay on the ground. Um, then, uh, again, it's just more groundwork from Deanna, and then Miranda picks up the pace again, but then she runs into a big boot from Deanna, who shuts it down again, a second time. 
Nice. It's like every time Miranda tries to like pick it up, uh, mm-hmm. Diana just goes, and nope. And you go back on the ground, you, and I put you in submission. You, Thank you. Yeah, goodbye. exactly. It's like you stop. You you stop that. <laughs> <laughs> like what you're doing there, stop. Uh, but Miranda does finally pick up the pace a third time. This time <laughs> it works because she ends up reversing one of uh, Diana's moves, and she ends like Diana goes to Irish Whipper, and she bounces off the ropes, hops over, and like fakes out, and like kind of like fakes out Diana, you know, like. She go. She like throws her into the ropes, and instead of waiting there, she runs with her. So Diana like turns around. Like you know what I mean? It's hard to explain. Yeah, I think I know what you're getting. So it's like she ends up Irish whipping Diana into the ropes. Hmm. And while she's coming back, she runs yeah. into the ropes that Diana just bounced off of to like yeah to yeah to fake her out. And Diana mm-hmm. turns around and just gets hit with a huge spear from Miranda. Ooh, I like it. Absolutely spears the crap out of her. Then Miranda throws throws Diana into the corner, hits her with a couple of stinger splashes, kicks Ooh. out kicks out her legs, runs to the corner, hits her with the like the the drive by boot. Ooh, and then backs up and she does a big corner drop kick. Damn. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of nuts. <laughs> Yeah, like shit. Yeah, and Diana's Diana was uh yeah, pretty beat up after that, I'll say. But yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, but she does end up coming back and locking in her Fujiwara armbar and winning the match. Nice. Yeah. So this match, it was short. Uh, it was only like ten ish minutes, but it was really. I think it was really good. They picked. They packed. They uh definitely packed a lot into it. These two really showed off how, like, both of their styles very, very well. It, like, mm. it definitely, like, played to their strengths really well, I think. In terms, okay, in terms, Like, in terms of what they're good at, it was, like, this match sh- let them both show off what they're very good at. Mm. Um, play to your strengths. Yes, exactly. They both played to their strengths very well, and this match turned out to be pretty solid. Uh, I don't think I give it a mark out, though. I think I'm going to give it a high meh. All right, fair enough. It was still good, and I still enjoyed it, but it didn't pass that like threshold for me. But mm. it, it, it no, in no way was a bad match. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, so that that is my first match of the uh, the show here, Zach. What is yours? All right, uh, my first match that I think I'm gonna go with is so quick background here. I've now started to getting back into watching AEW. I have I've been literally like to put it into perspective. My last watched episode was in October. My last watched episode was the Brody Lee tribute episode because like I wasn't missing that. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna watch it. So while watching it, I was like, you know what? I found online this match that I thought would be pretty good, and that would be John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston at Impact Championship Wrestling. But this isn't recent. This is like super way back in the day. Okay. This match occurred in. Well, let me get the exact date for you so I can let you know, just to give you some perspective here. This was in 2011 at ICW's 2011 Super Show in Queens, New York. Okay. This is like super young John Moxley and Eddie Kingston just in his prime, like just being Eddie Kingston being amazing. I almost also watched the John Moxley match this week, but the thumb, <laughs> but the thumbnail was him taking like a like. It looked like a saw to his, like an electric saw to his head, so I decided not to. Yeah, that sounds about <laughs> right for John Moxley. I saw the thumbnail and was like, you know what? I'm going to skip this one. <laughs> <laughs> so this match 
So the match starts off with Eddie Kingston cutting a hilariously charismatic promo where he basically just smack talks the shit out of Moxley. I love Eddie Kingston in his promo, so I was obviously very happy with this. Moxley then gives a much shorter promo of his own where he basically calls Eddie a massive pussy. And <laughs> just in a much shorter amount, just shit talks him. So in response to this, Kingston starts to get up in his face, which gets Moxley to go to the outside. Mm-hmm. Eventually, though, the match does go underway as Moxley takes off his sweatshirt and... Uh, he starts to circle Kingston a bit, like sizing him up, and then he walks right up to him and just slaps him in the face and flips him off. Good start. And Kingston, of course, is like this bitch and goes after him, but Moxie runs out of the ring and runs away, and I was this like, wow, motherfucker. Like, this is like, Yeah, pretty much. He chases Moxie around the ring for a bit, and it's the classic. Eventually, like, Moxie gets in the ring first, and he just beats the shit out of Kingston, who is the face here. Okay. And then he gets him in the corner and just gives him a stiff chop in the chest, right? And he turns around, and because I'm pretty sure if I recall correctly reading online, this is like one of their first matches together. Moxie's like, yeah, he felt that. And really what he doesn't realize is that Kingston has walked up right behind him because he didn't really, wasn't affected by that at all because Kingston's an amazing striker. Walks up, just slaps him in the chest of his own, and then just chops the shit out of him from corner to corner until he hits him so many times that he just falls to the ground. Oof. Like, he just chops the shit out of him. Rough. Oh, yeah. He then, like, knees Moxley in the gut a few times before dropping him face first, like, through, like, kind of like this, like, suplex X position. Like, he, like, picks him up in a suplex and then just drops him face first. Okay. Okay. Mox is able to get back in the game, though, by elbowing Kingston in the head when he goes to pick him up. And then he, uh, chucks him to the apron and then knocks him to the outside. Mm-hmm. After a bit of taunting, though, Moxie then does go to the outside to beat him up some more and then throws him back into the ring. In the ring, he proceeds to choke out Kingston, like, you know, rubbing at his, like, just, like running his elbow of his face, like, just gouging out his eye, just classic heel stuff. Mm-hmm. Then finally, deciding to uh, mix it up a bit by using the ropes to choke him out, but this time by standing on top of his back while he does it to choke him out. Ooh. Which I was like, ooh, I'm like, that's that's new. I'm like, all right. For me, at least. Brutal. Oh, yeah. Kingston then gets out of it, and Kingston, like, yeah, like, Kingston starts to get out of it, Marks, like, thumps him in the eye, but then Kingston is able to actually get him into the corner. The two then, like, fight in the corner for a bit, trying to get the advantage of the other ones, and it ends up with Moxley going for a double axe handle off the top. Mm-hmm. But in response, Kingston grabs him and then gives him an overhead belly-to-belly suplex. Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. The two then both get up, and then Mox tries to keep punching, but every punch, Kingston just keeps countering him and hitting him back. And eventually, Kingston just hits, just chops Moxley in the chest before then giving him another belly-to-belly suplex. This one's just a normal one. He mm-hmm. then hits a lariat, which literally folds Moxley over like it hits him. He plants into the ground. His legs just, like, kind of, like, bend over the top of his head. Doesn't get Kingston the win, though. He goes for another lariat, but Moxley then counters it with a backslide. And when that doesn't work, he immediately just puts a Fujiwara R-bar on, on Kingston. Okay. And he really yanks this in. And Kingston's got to get his leg on the ropes mm-hmm. to get out of it. But, like, he just immediately goes right back to beating the shit out of him the moment, like, he gets out of it. Then we get to a spot where uh, Moxley tries to jump over Kingston, but doesn't actually, like, clear it. Like, he throws him into the ropes, right? And he goes to do the classic, like, jump over him as the as uh, Kingston, like, ducks underneath him. Yeah. Except Moxley doesn't get high enough, and Kingston ends up <laughs> ramming his shoulders into Moxley's groin, basically. Oh. And then he backdrops him, and Moxley sells it, but in my head I was like, oh, he definitely got a fucking shoulder full of... Like, his shoulder just, his crotch just ate shoulders there like that. Oh, man. Like, he was just selling his groin. He's like, oh. Yeah, oh and then, of course, rough. Kingston just hits him with a massive German, which just plants him into the ground. 
Yeah. I was like, Ow. that's that's what you need after taking a shoulder to the balls. Yep. Oh, it didn't didn't feel uh, probably sucked, but you know, Mox is a tough motherfucker, so of course. Eddie can't get the pin off that though, so then he goes off and get and he just boots Moxley in the corner. He then goes for a running big boot again from the other corner, but Moxley gets out of the way and Kingston almost crotches himself and looks like he catches himself. Mm-hmm. But then Moxley hits a code brinker on his arm, like still trying to work over Kingston's arm that he had on the Fujiwara, and then puts him in a crossface chicken wing hold until Kingston eventually backs him to the corner and forces him to break it. Mm-hmm. Kingston then chops Mox and throws him into the corner, and Moxley is able to jump over him as he's run towards him. Like you, you know, like you like Irish whip someone in the corner, they're facing it, they run towards you, and you jump over them. Mm-hmm. He jumps over him, but Kingston actually hits him with the spinning back fist when he goes to go after him, which is his finisher. Somehow, though, Moxie got his foot on the ropes, and I was actually surprised that he kicked out of that because I was like, oh, that's his finisher. That's, he's, it's done. Damn. So Kingston goes for the back fist again, but Moxley dodges it and then hits him with a forearm to the face. Mm-hmm. This, though, then does lead to the finish of the match, where Kingston insegurries Mox as he like goes running towards him. He goes for a backdrop, but Mox is able to flip out of it and roll him up, and uh, he actually gets him with a handful of tights and pins him. Oh, Moxley playing a little Moxley dirty. Actually, yeah, I actually midway reading that was like, oh yeah, I forgot. Moxley fucking wins. He dirty pins Kingston. Nice, nice. That that's a big win for Mox there. I feel like. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. All the comments were basically like, this is the start of Mox. This is like this is right before the um the full gear match that they put this up. I'm pretty sure too. Or like this is where most of the comments are from. Yeah, and, uh, that makes sense. Now, unfortunately, we have to get to the one part of this match that I did not like a lot, Uh-oh. and it was really annoying that I did that this was part of this match. That would be the commentary. Oh, man. So I'm going to start off this by saying the commentary at first were fine. Just sounded like your typical, like, not typical, but like your usual, like, commentary for, like, an indie promotion. Like, nothing bad, nothing terrible, like, you know, good. But at some point in the match, one of the commentators decided that because this is going to be a very stiff, strong style match, he was going to do an impression of a Japanese wrestling commentator. Very Ooh. loud and very over the top. This did not vibe with me in the slightest. Yeah, I bet. Most of the time, what he said was so loud that it, at times, fought for the, ma- like, the match for my attention instead of complimenting it. And there are points where I literally couldn't understand what this dude was yelling, and it just felt more like white noise as opposed to anything, like, necessary. And on top of the fact that the other commentary was fine. Like, the other commentator was fine. He was good. It's just that most of the time, his style of commentary did not mix well with the the Japanese-esque impression style of commentary. You know what I mean? Like, it mm-hmm. didn't mix well with it. So, by comparison, the guy who was announcing didn't sound like he had much enthusiasm for the match. When I know he probably did, because I could tell there were points in the match when he was, like, you know, give, doing a good job at it. But it's just... This dude was just yelling, and I points. I was like, "Could you just shut up and just, just let the match be a thing, please?" Or yeah. just go back to how you were commentating before, because it wasn't that obnoxious. Commentator, please. commentator shouldn't try to get themselves over. I can't even say if he was trying to get. Like he might have. I don't know. It was just loud. So it's for that reason that I give this match a meh. Okay, it's a good match, and for and to state this right now. If you want a better version of this match, just watch the full gear match. Because this match basically was like them being like, alright, we have a base for a really good match here. And then they just go ahead to full gear where they're like, alright, we had a really good match. Let's, Let's do have it again. a really fucking good match. And they did. And it was better. Nice. It was, it's Let's nice. Do if you want to watch young, really like young Moxie, like, 
it's nice. It's fun to see. I always like finding this stuff. So yeah, match was good. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Wish commentary was better though. Yeah. Yes, I, I bet it sounds. It sounds like uh, and it, it sounds annoying when commentary isn't good. It's odd. It makes you, for me at least, on a side note, it makes me appreciate when you get a really good commentator because then you're like, damn. Like, like a good commentator can really make like make a match like good to great. A really good commentator like Excalibur or Tony Schiavone. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want to just throw that out there, but yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of Excalibur and Tony Schiavone and the whole guy's AEW. Yeah. Great job, commentary. Anywho. All right, so my second match this week, we... Zach, we're going hardcore. Oh, damn. All right. We're going to H2O, baby. And we're going to get a little bit of deathmatch. Oh, shit. We got Jimmy. All right. We got Jimmy Lloyd taking on Oren Vite. Uh, Oren Vite. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this, and they, it's, it's a deathmatch. <laughs> like, these two absolutely kill each other, of course. Yep. Uh, this match starts off pretty early, where they just are fighting, and there's light tubes in both corners. Uh, <laughs> and Lloyd immediately just Irish whips uh, Oren in, into the light tubes. Starting off strong. Shatters him. Vite gets up, looks fine, and then, like, they cut away from him <laughs> for a second to show a shot of Lloyd, and then when they cut back to Oren, his whole shoulder is red. Ah, yeah. the classic delayed response of, I look fine. Oh no! Oh I'm no! Not. I'm bleeding a lot. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then after that, uh, Oren responds by throwing Lloyd into the uh, into a corner with uh, some tubes. But Lloyd, Ooh. but Lloyd misses the tubes. <laughs> he like goes to like he goes to like you know how like when they like throw, throw him into the corner and they like roll and they go back first. Yeah. They do. He did that, but he rolled into and like missed the lights completely so vike just picks up the tubes and goes wham Ooh. <laughs> you shouldn't have dodged like, that like listen if they didn't break the first time i'm gonna break them on you that you're getting these light tubes are broken yes yeah. it's gonna happen uh then there was a really cool uh spot where they're fight they're they're going back and forth in the ring they're it's like punch 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 and then uh lloyd throws uh, over and o- over the top rope onto the apron, and he's Lloyd looks like he's setting up some light tubes to like hit like the the Randy Orton like spike DDT onto the light tubes. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I just realized what you were saying there. <laughs> yeah, oh, but that's some, while that's, some, that's yeah, while he's setting them up, you see o- Orin like grab one more from the corner and put it in the stack. And then, mm. and then while Lloyd is like about to get set up for he like busts out and he jumps over and does a slingshot DDT to Lloyd into the lights. Ooh! So yeah. I, I thought it was cool how how Lloyd was setting up lights and Orin was like, "Hold on, let me get one more in there because I'm about to reverse this." <laughs> <laughs> let me get one more in there. <laughs> uh. Yeah, and at this point, Vite's shoulder is just, like, his entire, I think it's, like, one of his shoulders is just red. Oh, of like, course. Like, his whole shoulder is just red, and their backs are already covered in glass. Nice. Uh, the, death matches with a lot of light tubes always make me think that how brave the people in the front row have to be. Yeah. It's like, it's like you're going to a death match show. Why yeah, would you sit shit. in the front row? <laughs> Yeah, that those fucking. I mean, we 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 we've, we've had some experiences. Those fucking tubes when they explode, go like glass goes fucking everywhere. 
Yeah, there was a kid got hit with a like a kid in the front row got hit with a section of a light tube. Oh, like it, it didn't hit him hard, but like it it hit him. Yeah, like shit. Uh, it was. It, it's just like it's just like damn. Why? I don't know. Death matches aren't something I want a front row seat to. You know, I'm not yeah, trying like, to get. In, I'm not trying to get into the action here. It's like maybe let's not. Uh, there was a really cool spot where. Uh, Oren brings in chairs, mm-hmm. uh, and then Lloyd like grabs the chair and hits him with it, and knocks him down for a second, and then he sets up the chair. Yeah, stands on it. Okay. Uh, and get and then like leans over the back, gets Oren in like a suplex, lifts oh, no. him up while he's standing on the chair and hits him with a brainbuster on the chair. Oh the chair. no. <laughs> There's probably glass all over the ring, too. Yeah, oh, man, no. there is. <laughs> oh, why would you ever let that happen to you? <laughs> it was just really cool to see, because he did this all while just standing on the chair. I mean, yeah, it is, sounds cool. Probably sucked for Oren, but, you know. Uh, Yeah, it definitely did, probably did. Uh, Then, uh, Oren ends, or Lloyd sets up the chairs back-to-back. Like, with mm-hmm. the, you know, like, they're both set up and they're back-to-back. Uh, yeah. And then Oren gets up gets Lloyd in, like, a, a fireman's carry and, like, mm-hmm. DVDs him onto the chairs back first. <laughs> but then Lloyd rolls off the chairs, gets up, grabs oh. grabs Oren in a reverse fisherman's suplex and oh, just and throws him gut first onto the two steel chairs. Oh. <laughs> just, Fuck. like, ribs first, just slam. <laughs> That's that's pain. It was rough, dude. Uh, then uh, there was a crazy reversal from Vite. Uh, he like like Lloyd has him and like uh, he has him up on his shoulders. Then Vite mm-hmm. rolls through and just gets him into a Canadian destroyer. Oh my uh, god, that was pretty cool. But of course, Jimmy Lloyd, uh, ever ever the one to one up people, uh, rolls mm-hmm. through, hulks up after that. Then just grabs a light tube. Uh, shoves it in between Oren's arms and he's like this, and just hits him with a dragon sleeper, but with the light tube in between his arms. Oh, a, a dragon. Oh. I'm sorry, not a dragon sleeper, a dragon suplex. Oh, my with with God. the light tube like in his arms, bruh. That's how I feel with that, bruh. Yeah, uh, there was a weird like moment in this match where it looked like Vite was going for something and it didn't work out at all, and they both kind of like fumble and fall, mm-hmm. and Lloyd ends up like kind of trying to, like, salvage it into, like, a really messy-looking tombstone. Ah, uh, okay. Which was weird. Uh, that, that was a that was a weird moment that kind of took, that kind of took the wind out of my sails a little bit, you know, because it was, like, it was, like, yeah. a very, it was a very obvious botch, and it was rough mm-hmm. to, and it was, it was, like, rough, but it didn't, like, it didn't, like, completely ruin the match. It was just, like, oof. Yeah. Uh, there's a point where they zoom in on both of the, the guys on the ground, and you can just see all the glass in their backs, and all the blood. God. All the cuts. Jesus. It was like, ooh. It just showed you, like, the carnage of a deathmatch close up. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, the, this ma- since this match is still going on, and Vite really wants this to be over, he goes under the <laughs> ring, and he grabs a board covered in yeah. barbed wire, and oh, also uh, cut-in-half Arizona cans. Oh, my. So it's just, like, face-up 
in half aluminum cans glued to this board covered in barbed wire. Jesus Christ, man, that's... Yeah. That is... That's some fucked up shit. He sets it up, he sets it up between two chairs, gets Lloyd up on the top rope, uh, sets up for like a superplex, but then Lloyd fights out of it, ends up turning it around into a a pile driver off the top rope oh. through that board with the half with the half with the in half Arizona cans and barbed wire oh and get and gets the one two three on Jesus Christ and ends up getting the win. Uh, afterwards they hug it out. Vite raises yeah. Jimmy Lloyd's Soda hand. Cannon is said. Uh, and it, everything ends in a happy ending. But uh, this match was crazy. <laughs> This match sounds wild. This match was, it was like, it was like a good death match, but it wasn't like a crazy death match. It was, it's like, it's like if you want to like slowly introduce people to death matches. Gotcha. This might be like a good first step. It's like mm. not too hardcore, but it's still pretty hardcore. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. You know, but it's not like ripping into people's skulls with barbed wire. Or, like, mm-hmm. pounding skewers into their foreheads or stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Or going through, like, three layers of, like, light tubes, glass panes, and a table covered in barbed wire. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Just, you can get really fucking crazy with death matches. Yeah. That's for damn sure. Yeah, this one was definitely a more reserved death match, but it was still very good. I think they did great. These two absolutely kick, uh, killed each other. They, uh, it was light tubes galore. Uh... I give this match. I think I give this match a high meh. I think it was. It wasn't. It wasn't awful. That one botch kind of did take away from it a little bit, but mm-hmm. it was still very good. A very good. A very good death match. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, so I'm gonna give it a high meh for Jimmy Lloyd and Oren Veit from H2O Wrestling. All right, fair enough. Yeah. All right. What is your second match of the week, Zach? All right. My second match of the week. I decided to look for. I tried, I wanted to find something lucha esque, mm-hmm. and I ended up going upon Marcella versus La Amapola Ooh. at Ring of Honor's Women of Honor. Okay, both these women, from what I heard from commentary, both from CMLL, which is a I believe women's lucha or it is a luchador wrestling promotion. We'll say that much because I did not look that up beforehand because I did not think that through, and uh. First thing off the bat, uh, these two are much older competitors than you would, than I, I guess you would like are used to you'd be used to seeing. Mm-hmm. When I looked it up, these two are about like late thirties, maybe forties by the time this match happens. Okay, maybe. Um, the context of this match is that both these both these um both these women ha- were part of one of the more, bigger feuds for CMLL. La Amapola, who is the heel, was champion for four years straight. And I believe Marcella Mar- yeah, was the uh, one that actually dethroned her from her reign. So this is like a very big rivalry for that production. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So th- props to announcers because the announcers, because they, um, they gave me the context here. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, okay. So uh, the, the two start off with a handshake, obviously, because there's a, there's a great amount of respect between these two. And we get some solid chain wrestling between the two with uh, Marcella end- ending. Like, she gets like... Um, the two of them, like, basically chain wrestle a lot. But, like, at the end of each one, uh, 
Marcella's able to actually get the upper hand by arm-dragging Emma, uh, Amapola out of it. Okay. So, eventually, though, the two go for, go at it again, and Marcella's able to get Amapola in a scissor hold, but, uh... And she's able to flip her eventually, like, upside down, and then stack on top of her to try to roll her up, but, uh... She gets out of it, so the two are at a standstill again. Amapola then pulls out Marcella's legs and starts to work her out a bit before uh, she's able to get out of it. And uh, one thing I will note about this before I get further into this, because there will be a point of this match where it really kicks off, is um, mm-hmm. this the wrestling in this match is this weird mix between very smooth but clunky at times. Okay. So how do the best way I can describe it is these two are much older than, than like a tw- they're not like twenty year old competitors. So there are points in this match where you can see the two of them are like standing to get the spot or like it's a lot slower or like they might mess up a spot or two here or there. But when they do moves, it's ridiculously smooth for someone their age and it's just impressive is the best way I can describe it. Nice. So going back to that, Marcella gets out of uh, Amapola working over her legs and then uh, as Marcella goes for a follow-up, there's like a bit of a miscommunication between the two. That's why I mentioned it just a couple seconds ago. Fair. But Amapola plays it off by telling the ref to like get her off of her, which, you know, in hindsight is like, this makes no sense. She was just charging at you from an hour from like off the ropes, but okay. But thankfully I will say another point here is that the two of them, because I assume because of how much they've worked together, do a good job of at least not letting uh mess up like ruin the flow of the match. Like they just they don't like hang on it, you know what I mean? Gotcha. So, uh, go, so Amapola is able to actually take control again by grabbing her arm and is able to flip forward and put her on the ground so that she can work over the, over her arm. Like, she keeps, keeps working over her arm a lot. And, uh, and then hits Marcella with her own arm drag, kind of getting back to the fact that for, like, the beginning of this match, like, she just continuously got arm dragged by Marcella every time she tried to get the upper hand on her. Mm-hmm. So, and there's, uh, here... <laughs> Uh, the, there's, like, there's this really odd spot eventually where, uh, Marcella, like, knocks Amapola to the ground, and then she, like, awkwardly goes to cover her, and I don't, I'm not sure what the spot was supposed to be there, but it was just weird. Amapola then does the exact same trip spot that Marcella did, you know, the one where I just said before, she awkwardly, like, trips her, and then just kind of stands there and wants to go pin her. It looks like Amapola did the actual spot then here, because, um, she kind of flips Marcella around and, like, is, like, really trying to work her over, but she, Marcella doesn't let this get, uh, get to her, and she pops off by kicking up. Which surprised the shit out of me because she's like older than most people, and she got a was like a good kip up too. Mm-hmm. She then um uh, arm she then uh, arm drags her, and then this is another really odd spot here where Marcella then tries to follow it up by running at her and like goes to her and run at her by using the ropes, but it doesn't really work out. But the two of them kind of like again, just kind of like just go like kind of like a take your time thing where like she like lets her get in and hit the hurricane rana. And I, I honestly, I appreciate when wrestlers don't let a botch like ruin a spot for them. You know what I mean? Like they don't yeah. let it like halt the flow of the match. Amapola though, then after this gets knocked to the outside of the ring, and Mar- Marcella pretends to go for a suicide dive, but then she just instead flips back into the ring and then ta- and shoveles for the crowd, who by the way were very hot for this match, and I was appreciative of that because they could have very easily been dead and, and hurt this match quite badly. <laughs> You know, yeah, them dying might be a, a, a bad Yeah, that a might bad be a look. bad... <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, though, uh, the, Amapola makes the, has the ref make it so Marcella goes in the corner. She gets back into the ring, and this is part where the, where the match really starts to pop up. Because up until this point now, it's been a lot of chain wrestling and, like, the two, like, kind of, like, trying to outplay, like, outplay each other a bit. 
Okay. So Marcella goes for a running drop kick, which Amapola just kind of dodges, like she's kind of walks out of, uh, to the side. She misses, then runs up, hits a shotgun drop kick into her. The two then fight okay. by the ropes for a bit until Amapola then throws her into the ropes and hits a sit-out powerbomb from that. Nice, 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 nice. Amapola then gets Marcella in the corner, throws her into the opposite corner, hits her... Mar- <laughs> Marcella then hits a Hurricane Rana on her, and um, the thing of note here was that, yeah, like she had to like kind of stand a bit. Like Basically, like, she kicked her when she ran into her in the corner, got up on the top, and then hit the Hurricane Rana. But it was still smooth, and I'll take smooth over clunky any day. Fair. Marcella then underhooks Amapola into a powerbomb position and lifts her up, but she kind of can't keep her. Like, you know, like, you're like, she was kind of like, there's a, re- move for, a name for this move, but I couldn't remember. You know where someone, like, hooks both their arms kind of like in a pedigree? Yeah. Lifts them up in the air so that they're kind of, like, in, like, a headstand position, like, up, and then drops them face forward. Tiger driver? That's the fucking thing. Yes. I was literally thinking about this all before we were recording this. I was like, what the fuck's name is this? And I was like, you know what? F it. I'll describe it and Mikey can figure it out. Yeah, the tiger, like, the tiger driver ninety eight. Yeah, she goes for a tiger driver. She can't keep her up. The crowd like kind of like encourages her again. She goes for it again, is able to keep her up long enough to hit her with it. Except, you think that she was gonna drop her on her face. Except she transitions it into a backbreaker, which look sick. Okay. Let's see. Amapola is able to get control next by throwing Marcella into the corner, and when she goes to spear her, Marcella dodges it, and she literally pulls like a fucking. Oh, God, this is going to be a real throwback for those that watch this. Remember that Ricky Starks match that we talked about where Ricky jumped into the post and he literally looked like he flew out of the ring? Yes. And, like, ate the post? That's what looked like what happened to Amapola. Like, she jumped and it looked like she ate the post and fell out of the ring. Oh, rough. And I was like, oh, I was like, that was... Very that rough. That sucks. And then as she's getting up, Marcella then falls it up by getting on the apron and just running sentoning her mm-hmm. off the apron. I was like, of course. Nice. At this point in the match, I was like, damn, they're fucking... I was like, alright. I was like, I'm in for this shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. Get in the ring. Hell yeah. I was like, yeah. I, I honestly, like, I saw the two of them were older, and I wasn't sure what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting them to do bumps like that. The two then get in the ring. Amapola is able to take the offense and throw Marcella into the corner. And uh, as she runs at Marcella, she, uh, Marcella tries to kick her in the face, but she grabs her feet first, throws mm-hmm. her legs out over the second rope, grabs her hair, and then throws her back onto the ring. Uh, sucked. Sorry, I just burped midway through that. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> she throws her legs out over the second rope, then grabs her in the hair, and then just slams her onto the ring. Okay. She then gestures that she's gonna do something with a flip, and then she throws Marcella into the corner, and then as she goes to run into the corner, Marcella gets out of the way, gets onto the apron, ducks a punch, and then just grabs her by her hair and just yanks her down onto the mat. We never do get to learn what she was gonna do after that, unfortunately. Bummer. <laughs> world may never know the world may never know <laughs> so uh following this up marcel hits a huge missile drop kick onto her and then tries to roll her up by uh, stacking her on like she tries she tries to stack her with this pin but can't get it amapola then gets up and then just hits a massive fisherman suplex onto her and marcella <laughs> nice. of course responds in kind by hitting a northern light suplex and then a flying head scissors into a roll up mm-hmm. which looked awesome nice when you think about it like she literally Head scissored her, turned it, and then turned it into a pin somehow. Like it was, it's cool. It's really cool. I was. This is like the lucha shit I was looking for. Sounds pretty dope. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amapola then hits a spear onto Marcella, and when that doesn't get her the pin, she goes to throw into the corner, but Marcella is able to counter it and throw her into it instead. Marcella runs at her, but Amapola then dumps her onto the apron and then catches a strike from Amapola. 
Amapola then slaps her on the chest, which is a lot louder than you think it would be, and then hits a high crossbody onto her. Okay. And then another, I wrote here, the next spot is another great example of athletics here, because Marcella runs at Amapola. Amapola picks her up into an electric chair position, basically. All right. Marcella's able to then do a uh, victory roll over that to go for a roll-up. But then Amapola's able to kick out, get control, and then hit a semi-blue thunderbomb onto, onto Marcella. Very cool. Followed by spearing her into the corner. But this then leads into the finish, where Amapola gets Marcella into the top rope. Marcella throws her onto the ground by her hair again. Drops, to, like, double knee knees her in the chest. Like, she kind of, like, just drops two double knees onto her. And then hits a Michinoku driver for the win. Nice. Nice. Sounds, so, sounds like an awesome match. It was a very good match. Like It was a good match. Like, I, when I wrote here, I distinctly remember writing, thinking to myself that I'm torn. Because on one hand, when the two of them got their spots off, the match was really, like, I was very impressed with how athletic both these two were for the age that they were at at the time for this match. Like, I was like, shit. Mm-hmm. That's... But, like, throughout the match, there were those spots that were just, like, very obviously standing, waiting for the person to get there, or it was a bit clunkier. There was some mis- mis- miscommunication here or there that kind of, like, mm, like threw my rhythm off a bit for it. Gotcha. Hmm. I think, like, I- I'm torn here. Like, I think, like, I think... Like... He's deliberating in real time, people. Literally, because I remember I forgot to think about that. I am going to give this match a very, just narrowly, the high meh. Okay. Just because of how impressed I was at the athletics that these two at this age could pull off. Because I've seen, thank you WWE, by the way, for this. I've seen older people at their age wrestle, and some... Some make me go, you should not be wrestling anymore. And some, I'm like, you still got it. These two definitely still got it for their age. Very, damn sure. very nice. Wow, that was a lot longer than I intended that to be. <laughs> no worries, no worries. It was, a, it, was a, it was a good match, and you had a lot to say. So Evidently. <laughs> yeah, let's, so that's both of our matches this week. Let's get into the match we both took a look at. We watched A-Kid versus Justin Wilde from the German Wrestling Federation. Yeah, this was the, I think it was the International Cup, I believe it was. No, Light Heavyweight World Cup, that was it. Yes. Um, A-Kid representing Spain. Uh, Justin Wilde was representing where again? I believe it was Austria. Austria, okay. Uh, so, you you picked this match for us to watch. Uh, yeah, so why don't, I'll be honest. Why don't we get into it a little bit? As yeah. to why you I picked literally it. picked this match because I was like, I want to do some international stuff because we've done a lot of like Australian stuff, British stuff, American stuff, some Japanese stuff, Mexican stuff, and I was like, I want to like go into like the German stuff because I didn't know that was a thing until like you had us watch that Tony Storm match like way way back, like the first or second episode. Tony Storm versus the... Wesna. Yes, and I, I that's when I realized when I was looking at the comment section, I was like, holy shit! Like the like, there's a there's actually like a. Like, German wrestling's popping off, so I wanted to find something from this promotion. Then I found these two. Nice. Two people not from Germany. <laughs> not at all from Germany, but it was from this production nonetheless, and I'd never heard of either one of these gentlemen before this match. <laughs> I'll definitely be looking probably in the future for some more of them. Mm-hmm. This match, transition to that, amazing transition by myself, might I say. Nailed it. <laughs> This match was a quick, energetic shot to the arm is how I put it. They really showcase each guy's wrestling capabilities. I agree with that. Definitely very fast, very fast-paced, yeah. lots of energy right from the gate. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, a, anything... little bit of, a little bit of technical wrestling in the beginning, too, yeah. I think. Yeah. 
If anything, though, it just made me want to see them wrestle each other long, and it made me wonder just how good this match could have really been if they gave them, like, five to ten more minutes to yeah. actually, like, really go. Yeah, like, make it, like, a 15-20 minute match, and I want to see these two uh, kick, each- yeah. kick, kick the crap out of each other. But let's, let us go into this match a bit so that the people at home can uh, understand uh, why you and I believe the sa- are of the same mind for this. Yeah. So the match starts off right away with some smooth mat wrestling where Kid basically gets the upper hand over Wild consistently. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this really cool transition I want to talk about where Kid grabs Wild by the arm and goes for this Inziguri, but he actually traps Wild's arm into um, kind of like a Rings of Saturn-esque submission from it. Like, he, like, goes to kick him, flips over his arm, traps his arm with his one leg, and then grabs the other arm and hooks it underneath it, and I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Just kind of really showed off how athletic these two really are, because it was smooth as hell. Yeah. And like once, eventually, the wild does get a start on the offensive with when he chops kid in the chest, <laughs> and it's just like it just stops him right in his tracks. Yeah. So what I'm get, what I was getting from this match when I was watching it was that they were trying to play it up that wild was the underdog and a kid was the more experienced like wrestler in this one. Mm. And Wild was like the up and comer who's like trying to make a name for himself. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was pulling from this one. Yeah, that makes sense. Because like basically, once he chops him, he gets him in a wrist lock and then just forms him literally off his feet and then sends him across the ring into the corner, and then just <laughs> like every time Wild hits Kid, Kid like dies for like a, <laughs> a split second and then wakes up again and it's like I'm back. Kid, Kid just dies for a second. But, like, this, just, like, in this spot I'm about to go up to here, Kid never lets him really, like, stop him eventually. Like, he gets up again. Mm-hmm. Like, event- like for instance, once he knocks him back in the corner, he gets up in kind and just boots Wild in the face and then arm dra- does, like, a luchador arm drag off the top and then drop kicks him right in the face. Yes. Just immediately responds in kind with it. So Wild immediately gets back into it and overpowers Kid with, like, this massive body slam. And then he proceeds to just beat the shit out of him with just a bunch of strikes in the corner, like palm strikes, kicks, chops, the, the you know, the, the fixings, all of them. Mm-hmm. Eventually leads to him to throwing him in, uh, kid into the opposite corner and hitting him with a running back elbow, followed by a really nasty-looking shining wizard, which I'm always a sucker for a good shining wizard. It was, yeah. like, one of my favorite moves when I, when I played, like, uh, like WWE, like, 2K, like, like two, uh, yeah, 2008. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a neat, like, little combination. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the two of them get up, end up in opposite corners, and Wild charges the kid, but Kid's able to get both his feet up and just standing shotgun drop kicks Wild in the face. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was like, ah, this I was like, what? this match goes from uh kind of technical to very hard hitting very quickly. Yes, like the two, there's a bit of back and forth after this. The two like fight each, like are like they're like trying to fight each other for control, and eventually Kid goes to roll up Wild, and Wild grabs the ropes and thinks, ha. I outsmarted him. He can't roll me up with this. Turns I've around outsmarted and just gets, him. Then gets super kicked in the face and then Northern Lights suplexed immediately afterwards. And I was like, I, <laughs> like, I remember distinctly him going like, he was like, yeah, I'm not going to fall for that stupid shit. And dead. And I'm dead. <laughs> you get a classic spot after here where the two just like are exchanging strikes. See which one goes out on top. Like big boot, big boot, chop, chop, slap to the face. Just, just like just meaty as hell strikes that you go like that would... That would probably knock some teeth out if that actually was an actual hit to the face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially the, the two. Very, very hard-hitting. Very, a very. lot of high-impact moves exactly. coming in here. Eventually, the two then start to slap each other in the face. like Just like, just like, just like just smacking the shit out of each other at the same time. 
Kid tries to go for a kick. Wild blocks it and then just delivers a forearm strike that just blows right through Kid. Yeah. And then go, he then goes for his finisher, which is the double stomp off the top. But uh, Kid rolls out of the way and is able to hit a Spanish fly onto him as uh, as like Wild charges at him. He just standing Spa- Spanish flies this man. <laughs> Spanish flies, I will always say it whenever I see one. They're so cool. They really are. Like, I, it's just like, I saw it. And they always make me pop off because it's always so sick and always so out of nowhere, especially the standing mm-hmm. ones. Oh, yeah. So the standing ones are the sickest because it's just like, all right, I'm coming at you for a clothesline. No, you're not. Now you're flipping. Wait, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Hold on. I'm on the ground now. How did I get here? <laughs> so the moment Wild kicks out of this, Kid immediately cinches in an arm bar, but Wild's able to overpower him and he deadlifts Kid up. So Kid has to break the hole to escape. But unfortunately for the for him, Kid Wild sees that he's going to get out of it. And instead of letting him do anything, he just kicks him in the head and then plants him with a DDT. Mm-hmm. Like just he's like kind of like a garden hoe. It's just like thump, yep, just absolutely destroys him. Dies. Then the fin- we get to the finish where Wild goes to the top to finish Kid off with God knows what, and uh, I think it's I know it's a double stomp actually. I think about yeah. It. Quick, but Kid then quickly just gets up, just insegurries him in the face, and hits a beautiful Spanish fly off the top for yep. the win. Yeah, the the standing Spanish fly, uh, and then later using the avalanche Spanish fly to end it. Yeah, like 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 we said, like that was like we're already done. Like that's that's that's, that's like the a, match. That's, like, I, that's that. I mean, granted, I skipped over a lot of like specifics because I've realized over some as I've gone over this more, I was like, you don't need someone to tell you every single bit of the match. You just need the cliff notes to know when you, if you were going to watch it or not. Yeah. Um, I like, really like this one. Yeah, it was a fun match. Uh, I think, I think even though it was short, um, I think I'm willing to give it a mark out. It was pretty, it was pretty good. Hmm. For me, I was, I'm debating this. Cause I was like, I kind of want to give it a high meh, but, or like a mark out, but like, I think I'm going to give it the high meh here. It's mm-hmm. a good match. It didn't leave me with a mark out feeling. And like I said, at the beginning of this, I just, if you had given this match five to ten more minutes and, like, really had, like, a story going behind it, I'd be all for this being, this match would probably be a mark out easily. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was good. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to stick with the mark out. I, these two absolutely put their all into this one, even though it was only, like, ten minutes long. I mean, hell, they got me. I'm a, I'm a fan of them both now. I mean, if you see, if I see, like, Justin Wilder or A-Kid in the match, I'll be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Go. Uh, I know A-Kid has a very good match against Zack Sabre Jr., Ooh, that Zach you Sabre that Jr. you might that Fucking... you might love. I love Zack Saber Jr. Techers for the win all the time. I forgot with his foot with the New Japan thing he was doing last I saw, but I love Zack Saber Jr. Mm-hmm. I think he's great. Yeah, I think I think you would really like that match then with them with those two because it's pretty good. Nice. I don't think we talked about it on this show yet, so if you want to watch it, it's all yours. <laughs> don't think we have talked about it, and I might just do that. All right. Uh. That's both. That's the. That's all of our matches out of the way. Uh, the ones we both watch. The ones. The one we both watch are individual matches. So let's get to the double down. The double down. It's now time to find out if the match was, you know, actually good or bad. I don't know. It's time for the double down. This is the segment of the show where me and Zach uh, flash back to last week and watch matches from each other's perspectives. Uh, Zach, which match did I give you to watch? <laughs> you you gave me Ben Carter versus Blake Christensen at the Acid Cup 2 for GCW. I am just going to divulge to you to go first because I am so excited to hear what you thought about this match. Oh, man. These two performed a hell of a match that was just chock full of action, adrenaline, and just athleticism, man. Mm-hmm. I 
love this match so goddamn much. This match is a great example of you don't need a great story is always great in a match, but when the performers really go out there and just kill themselves. But sometimes all you need is very shit, good lucha skills. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Here's some spots that I really liked in the in, throughout this match. I love the beginning spot where they took the usual trying to roll out of a wrist lock and just threw some just threw some some nastiness on it and had fucking Carter do some cartwheel out of the goddamn thing. They were flipping over each other and I was like, "This is a wrist lock, my guys!" Like, what the fuck? <laughs> they did. You did not need to go as hard on a wrist lock spot, and I'm completely happy that you did that. Yeah, they, he like he like cartwheeled out and like did like a hand. It was it was like a mm-hmm. a crazy a crazy uh, convoluted way to get out of a wrist lock. Yeah, exactly. And then there's the fucking spot right after it where they go where Blake literally outruns Carter after Carter's in the suicide dive, and then Carter outruns Blake and hits him with the fucking standing moonsault off the turn. I was just like, what? <laughs> uh, you told me about that spot, and I was like, what do you mean? I was like, I, it's it's one thing for someone to tell you when Blake outruns Carter and hits him with the suicide dive. It's another when you see that Carter outruns Blake before he can even react to it and hits him with his own move right after it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's nuts. I loved Blake's unique offense where he, like, jumped through the ropes and knocked Carter to the bottom rope and hit, then hit the 619 on it. Like, you know, like, where he kicks his leg out and hits it with the 619 on the bottom rope and then a 450 right afterwards? Yep. Awesome. Of course, I loved how well executed the strikes in this match were. Every single one was great. My favorite spot in particular being where Blake literally took Carter's, like, just chest that's just a, just a white chest. He's like, I'm gonna chop your chest. And then when he finished it, it was just, it was just red. Yep. Just meat. I was just yep. Awesome. I freaking loved the spot where at the end the two of them were just hitting each other with strike after strike, and then freaking Blake just headbutts him and knocks him out, and the two of them just fall down. Yeah, love those types of spots. They're just both I, so tired that they're just like, all right. This match has so many spots to it, and you went through basically all like the major ones. So I'm not gonna go over that too much. But this match, I just loved how this match's entire theme was basically like Blake being like. Hey, I'm really athletic, and I'm gonna outsmart you. And Carter being like, "Haha, jokes on you! I'm actually gonna outsmart you." And then the two of them are just basically spending the whole match just out trying to outfox the other one with their athleticism. Anything basically, you can, anything you can do, I can do better. Basically, yeah, they're both like evenly matched in terms of athleticism. At least that's how they showed it in the match. And the two of them just—I just loved how like they just really tried to just outfox the other one it was just uh definitely just a a whole match full of one-upsmanship just a lot of really intense really fun spots to watch and just further increases my love for blake christensen yep indeed indeed i christian why do they get christian sin for some reason i don't know it's so weird it's so weird (laughs) yeah blake yeah blake christian and blake christian's amazing that that match was absolutely insane love this man yeah uh, Amazing match. I'm gonna go ahead and assume you gave it a mark out. And I yes, of course. Very good, very good. This is the type of shit. This there's a nice spot. Of ca- there's a nice category for these matches in my heart. The main one for that being um, Strongheart versus uh, oh, what the hell is their name from the Ring of Honor match? You know the match I'm talking about. The match that's just absolutely um. Oh, Do Fixer versus Blood Generation. Yes, that's yeah. it. That that's like this place. Is, this match is like a nice spot in my heart for those types of matches. Where it's like I don't need a story here too much. Just in, just the enough st- insane wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> story is nice when I have it. Because especially like you know, like that. I think the story for this match was like that Carter was the up and comer trying to out outdo Blake Christian, and I couldn't help but think to myself, it's funny how I watched Blake Christian's starting match, and that was his exact thing. Yeah, and now he's a stable, like a mainstay in their roster. And, like, Carter's like, I'm going to show you what I got. And oh yeah, he definitely fucking showed her. 
Match is great, though. Yeah, this match God, ruled. this is a good match. Okay, so the match you gave me, I think, equally ruled. You gave Ooh. me Chris Bay versus Shogun Jones from Future Ooh, Stars yeah, of Wrestling. A... Oh, I love I enjoyed that match quite a bit, if this, I recall correctly. This match is typical speed versus power. Jones mm-hmm. is going to try to toss Bay around the ring, and Bay is going to try to toss himself around the ring at Jones. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh... This match starts off with Bay taking the fight to Jones quick. He he wants to get this fight underway. He starts off with a flurry of blows right in the beginning, taking uh, Jones to the corner, uh, getting his sequences in, and then he goes for an arm drag. Yep. And Jones just goes, and nope! And <laughs> yep. just catches him. Oh. And then Bay goes for another arm drag. Mm-hmm. And on the other arm, Chogan Jones says, nope! <laughs> Catches him. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, and then he ends up, he does end up finally hitting one, which sends uh, Jones to the outside. Uh, and Bay goes for a suicide dive. Jones, like, braces for impact, but then Bay, like, fakes him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty good. And then, uh, and then I think Bay goes to meet Jones on the outside. Yep. And then Jones just like rips Bay's legs out, and Bay just like head first goes into the apron. Yeah, he goes to to like kick him off the apron, and he just he just basically just takes his foot and goes nope, yep. and just throws it back into him. And, and Bay just, just lands, yeah, just face planted into the apron, and uh, that's when Jones gets the upper hand and just starts tossing Chris Bay around. Yeah, like a rag doll, just like oh, we're on this side of the ring. Guess what? Now you're over there. It's. Uh, there was there was a point where uh, uh, Bay does get some momentum back and hits a big moonsault to the outside mm-hmm. on Jones, which was cool. Uh, then he hits that rolling slight spread that we talked about, which was also yep. really sick. Uh, and and he's trying he's building this momentum right, and then yeah. he bounces off the ropes, goes after Jones, and then Jones says, "And nope," and just turns him inside out with a big boot. Ah, oh, the big yeah, <laughs> absolutely just flips him inside out. That poor Chris Bay probably was seeing stars for like weeks. Yeah, Chris Bay sells every strike Shogun makes, which is not a ton in this match, if I recall correctly. But whenever Shogun actually hits Bay, Bay like is like, "I'll die a quick death for you." <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? I'll go down pretty easy. Um, <laughs> then there was a six spot where uh, Bay is on the apron on the outside. Mm-hmm. And Jones is in the ring, and Bay like hits Jones in the gut, hits Jones in the gut, and then he yep. does, and then he does the the springboard leg drop to the back of his neck, mm-hmm. and just drives him into the ground. Yeah. That was that was really cool. But of course, Jones does not stay down and comes back and just keeps kicking out, keeps kicking out, keeps kicking out. Uh, <laughs> he goes for the sit out choke slam a, a couple of times in this match. But yeah. but I think he goes for it like three times, but he doesn't get it. Yes. A, he does. He doesn't get it once because Bay re- Bay reverses every single one of them. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like commentary said, if he hits Bay with that, it's over. Like, there's no. Uh, he's... Yeah. Which which is cool because it forced Bay to get creative with his mm-hmm. with his, with the reversals. Uh, there was some pretty sick. Some I I thought they were pretty sick. The one the the last one especially where he goes into the the arm bar thing. Mm-hmm. He like gets him in like the submission hold from it, uh, yeah. which was really sick. 
uh, and he gets him in the tri. He gets him in the, the triangle. That was it. He gets yes, he he, he, he reverses the sit-out choke slam, gets him into a triangle. Uh, the ref does the arm thing to Jones, and then on the third one, Jones catches his arm and just flips off Bay. Yeah, ever for, forever defiant. Uh, Jones eventually gets out of the triangle, but then once he does, Bay is right there to follow up with a springboard cutter and win the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bay ends up getting the win here. It was wild. This match was crazy. These two, yeah, it was. These two definitely played to their their strong suits for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bay Bay sold for Jones like death. Jones sold for Bay like death. These two put on an awesome, awesome match and absolutely knocked it out of the park. Uh, definitely go check this one out because I give it a mark out. Yeah. Definitely worth checking out Chris Bay versus Shogun Jones uh, at Future Stars of Wrestling. I think you'll really like it. This match is absolutely bananas. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I, if I recall correctly, I gave the match a high meh, and I was considering the markout, but I ended up giving it the meh. I definitely am going for the markout on this one. This match was crazy. Yeah, it was. Very, very, like, I mean, like you said, speed is very well done speed versus power match. That's yeah, it is. Sure. Definitely very well done. Uh, so that that brings us to the end of another episode of Independent Waters. We went through all of our matches. We went through the double down. Uh, so don't forget to subscribe to this podcast feed and listen to us every week here on the Countout Network, to which you can also subscribe to and listen to our other shows, such as Hit the Books every Friday, where me and Ryan Knightsey uh, book SmackDown and Raw every single week and build up to pay-per-views. Right now we are building to the Royal Rumble, so go check that out. Go look at our build. We have our own cards, our own matches. We write our own promos, all that kind of stuff. So go check that out uh, if you if you like fans keep booking. And every Thursday we have a new addition to the network. We have how to talk to how to talk to your friend about wrestling every Thursday. So go check out Amanda and Ashley over there. Here uh, we're we're very very excited to welcome them into the Countout family and the Countout network. And uh, we think you'll really like their show if. If you have if you have a friend who doesn't know about wrestling, uh, this is a really great way to get them into it. So go check that out every Thursday, uh, and you can go check out every other Monday. Uh, an episode just got released this week, I believe. Uh, I go check right. out G One and Only Ryan Knightsey's show, where he goes over people who were in the G One Supercard one time and one time only. Uh, this episode features uh, Steve Stephen Regal, Big Titan, and Buff Bagwell. So go check that out if you're into any of those guys. Uh, Steven Regal, also known as William Regal, our, uh, the, the beloved GM of NXT. Uh, so go go check that out if you're into New Japan and if you're into the G1 Supercard. I think you'll really like that show. Uh, go follow us on Twitter over at Hit the Book. Right, go follow us on Twitter over at Count Out Pod, where we share our thoughts on the on the wrestling world and the world in general. Um, and you can go check out our year end awards over on the website, countoutpod.com, where we are do where we are running a poll to see who was the best, who, which wrestlers were the best of 2020. Go vote there. We're running that till the end of January. So go vote and read that, read that accompanying article if you can. Uh, yeah, I think that about wraps up the plugs. Maybe go check out the YouTube channel, uh, Countout Network, Countout Wrestling Podcast Network. Uh, we have a bunch of video content over there. Uh, for you, uh, me and Ryan. Hmm, that didn't come out yet. Never mind. <laughs> you got uh, it. You got it. Yeah, 
go go check out the YouTube. We have a bunch of video content over there. Uh, Count out network. Count out wrestling podcast network. Uh, we have video versions of all the podcasts. We have vlogs. Uh, all different kinds of video content. If you if you want to go check that out over there. And I think that about wraps up the plugs. I think that's all of them. That was a long list, but I think I think we we nailed them. Zach, yes, it was. Zach, you got anything? Nope. As usual. All right. Well, since Zach's got nothing and I'm all done, that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate you joining us here this week. And remember, there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. This has been a Countout Podcast.